Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. Y'all ready for this? This is the Gimme the Hogs Chuck Podcast presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. He is a loathsome, offensive brute. Yet I can't look away. This is the business we've chosen. This is like catching a big brown trout on the White River. I've always wanted this. Give me the hogs, Chuck. Hey, welcome in. Glad you're here. Friday, I'm ready for the weekend. And it'll be nice to have one last weekend before the Razorbacks begin to play football. Everybody's weekend plans are about to change. Everything's going to be geared around the Razorback game beginning a week from tomorrow. And tomorrow we get to watch a few other teams play. College football actually returns tomorrow. They call it week zero. Why they do that, I don't know. But there will be games tomorrow. But our focus, obviously, is what's going to happen a week from tomorrow. Sam Pittman and company, they'll have a little mock game this weekend. And by that, I mean they'll go through everything that prepares them for the ball game on Saturday, from running out of the locker room to lining up on the field, lining up on the sidelines. They'll have all the wireless stuff out there, all the communications that they have going during the course of a game. They're going to run it just like a game. And uh, everybody does this. It's one of the final things you do uh, around that last weekend before you play a game, and Arkansas will do that as they get ready to take on Western Carolina. I thought today we'd focus a little bit on Western Carolina. It's not a team that the Razorbacks play very often. So that's where we're going to start on the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. I will admit that I had to do a little background research on Western Carolina. I didn't really know where Cullowee, North Carolina was. It's right on the Tennessee border is the bottom line. Hunter Juracek was once there on their athletic staff. And, of course, he's our athletic director now. You remember Clyde Simmons played for the Philadelphia Eagles? He was an all-pro. He went to Western Carolina. David Patton was a wide receiver for New England. Won some Super Bowls there. I remember him. They've had some others, too. It's not exactly a football factory, but they certainly are in uh, a beautiful part of the world. Kerwin Bell is their head coach. Now, Kerwin Bell played for Florida, was a quarterback at Florida before Arkansas joined the SEC, about a decade before, I guess, a little less than a decade. And he was a good one. He was a dandy. Florida was not a great team back then, but Kerwin Bell was a good quarterback. And he ended up playing in the NFL for a while. He uh, had a lot of success down at Valdosta State, and he's changed things at Western Carolina. They're going to throw this thing all over the field. That's one thing you need to know. That may be really the main thing you need to know going into the season openers. They're going to throw this thing all over the field. And Arkansas is going to be tested. You know, all these new defensive backs, they're all going to be tested. Whether they can get to the quarterback with four guys, going to be tested. You know, they're going to see some things in this game they may not see in a lot of other games. But it's a good test. It's a good beginning. And I know a lot of people are excited about it. We're going to talk to a gentleman named Gary Ayers during the course of the podcast today. Gary 
is the play-by-play voice of the Catamounts. He's been their play-by-play man for a long time, almost 40 years. And he knows the area, knows the team, knows the school, knows the history, knows it all. And so I didn't figure there was anybody better to go to than Gary if we wanted to find out about uh, Western Carolina. So we're going to do that here in just a moment. As always, we're presented by Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. They were my partner when I bought and sold a home. They were my partner when I did it again. And the thing that I liked best about them was the line of communication. You know, they made sure that I knew exactly what was going on. And if I had a question, they answered the phone. And if they couldn't answer right then, they called me back. The last thing in the world you want is your real estate agent to become a secret agent. Somebody who doesn't get in touch with you. Somebody who doesn't keep you apprised of the situation. Someone who's not there to answer your questions. I can tell you with absolute certainty, customer service at Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company, will set them apart from everybody else out there. It's one of the reasons they're the top producing Weicker agency in the country. I think your experience will be very, very similar to mine. Now, they've got an office in Fayetteville. They're in Springdale, Bentonville, Fort Smith. They're in Branson now. You're going to see their yellow signs all over town. And you can log on to WeikerGriffin.com. Welcome to the pig pen. Give me the house, Chuck! Fall season is just around the corner, and I know all of us are looking for that wholesome, convenient meal. We'll look no further than Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. They can help you with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered right to your door. And right now, use the code HTL50. Head to factormeals.com slash HTL50 and get 50% off. That's code HTL50 at factormeals.com to get 50% off thanks to hit that line. The great thing about Factor, over 34 weekly prepared meals that you can choose from. Plus, you don't have to run around to worry about where you're getting lunch. Let Factor take care of it for you. Let me tell you the code one more time to help you get 50% off. Factormeals.com slash HTL50. Factormeals.com slash HTL50. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Motorcycle riders of America say, give me the hogs, Chuck. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. For your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by White Curd Realtors, the Griffin Company. All right, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, Gary Ayers is the voice of the Western Carolina University Catamounts. He's entering his 38th season. We had a chance to sit down and talk with Gary and get the skinny, not just on this year's team, not just on their coach, their style, but Gary himself, a little bit about Cullowee, North Carolina. It's a pretty interesting conversation. Let's do it now. Gary Ayers has been the play-by-play voice 
of the Western Carolina Catamounts for 37 years. This will be his 38th season as they prepare for another year of football. I want to learn a little bit more about Western Carolina. I want to learn a little bit more about Gary. And so he's been kind enough to join us here on the Give Me the Hawks Chuck podcast. First, Gary, let me say this. I know that you, the announcement came this week that you were being inducted into the Western Carolina Hall of Fame. Uh, that induction will come later this fall. First, congratulations on that, your lifetime of work, and we appreciate you joining us today. Well, Chuck, it's uh, uh, it's a very humbling and uh, uh, experience to be included with some of the great athletes we've had here at Western Carolina University over the years. Uh, so it, it really is. Uh, I'm very grateful for that uh, uh, situation and uh uh, we look forward to the induction ceremony later, but uh, hey, hey, right now I think it's all about football and and our two respective teams, and uh, I, th- I think our guys are ready to go. It's time, I'm sure, like your guys, uh, to see a different color jersey across that line of scrimmage. You know, I'm interested in the Western Carolina football team. Kerwin Bell is a name I remember from when he played, and I'm sure a lot of people do. Your offense is eye-catching. You know, I think when you look at Western Carolina on paper, that's the first thing you notice are huge offensive numbers. Kind of give us a little background there and, and, and tell us what to expect in that area. Well, you know, as you mentioned, Kerwin Bell is an old quarterback. He was uh, uh, actually an All-American quarterback at Florida for the Gators uh, uh, back in the day, went on to play some in the NFL. And I think he still has that quarterback mentality of uh, – of offense here at Western Carolina University. Now, saying that, uh, when he first came to Cullahue and was introduced at his opening press conference, he said, one thing we're going to do, we're going to play fast. He likes to play fast. He likes to score fast. He likes to mix up the offense. He likes to spread it all over the field. So you're going to see a lot of different looks, I think, offensively with different sets, with different wide receiver formations, uh, but he likes to run the football with people like Desmond Reed, uh, who's probably our best back coming into this uh, season opener with Arkansas. But Kerwin Bell is a high-scoring mentality as a head coach, and he brings that to his offense. And as you know, his son, Kate Bell, is the offensive coordinator, and he has the same mindset. The offense is in the uh, possession of the quarterback, and he wants that quarterback to take control and move the ball down the field. It's not a grind-it-out kind of an offense. We're not, uh, they don't want to run 12, 13 plays uh, to score. They want to get it down quickly and uh, uh, you know, get, uh, get things done in a hurry. Fast is the key word here, Chuck. Yeah, it's interesting. When a coach with his background – goes to what I think those from the outside looking in would say a smaller school. A lot of times it's this type offense that becomes the great equalizer. It's what allows you to recruit. It's what allows you to bring kids in that are looking forward to playing that style of offense. And I just wonder from a program perspective, just that attitude of we're going to go fast, we're going to be aggressive, we're going you know, to let them know we're here, so to speak. Tell us about that change, or if there was a change, or what Kerwin Bell has brought in that respect. The, I guess an attitude is, is, is sort of what I'm driving at here. Yeah, Chuck, you know, I think, I think Coach Bell does bring that attitude because he was a former walk-on himself. 
Uh, he was not highly recruited coming out of high school. And I think he still has somewhat of that uh, underdog mentality that, hey, we're going to show you guys that we can get the job done and we can play. Uh, and, and I think he showed that as a player uh, because he, uh, again, was the, uh, for example, Southeastern Conference Player of the Year. Back in 1984, he was a three-year starter for the Florida Gators. And and I think, you know, he showed he can win. He won down at the Jacksonville University. He was their coach of the year uh, several years ago. He won a national championship in Division Two at Valdosta State. And I think he really... Uh, has brought that attitude that hey, I know how to bu- I know how to build a program, I know how to win, and our program was down when he came in, obviously, and that's that's what happens with coaching changes. Uh, and I think that mentality is permeating through this offense. Is that hey, you know, we got some small guys, but we got some big linemen who can protect our quarterback. We've got a couple of gunslingers back there at the quarterback spot, and we're going to show you that we can put points on the board and move the football down the field. You talked about the quarterbacks, two uh, two gunslingers um, is how you describe them. I understand there are some experienced options there. Kind of go through that position for us, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, you know, Cole Gonzalez uh, started some last year. Cole is uh, only a sophomore. He started some last year as a freshman uh, because our former quarterback was uh, injured uh, quite a bit. So Cole got some experience. Uh, for those of you who might not be aware, Cole's father, Billy Gonzalez, is a wide receiver coach at the University of Florida for the Gators. So uh, obviously he has grown up in a football atmosphere. Now Cole is, I think, more of a gunslinger, uh, and he's probably going to get the starting nod against, uh, against your Razorbacks. Now Charlie Dean, interesting situation there. Now, not the biggest guy on the field. Neither one of these quarterbacks probably going to uh, really impress anybody with their size. Cole's about 6 feet uh, 200. Uh, Charlie Dean, I think, is 6'1", just a little, a uh, couple pounds over the 200 mark. But Charlie Dean brings that experience. He played a couple of years at Harvard, no less. So we know uh, mentally the guy can get it done. But Charlie Dean, I think, is uh, a little more of a pro-style quarterback. He has experience. He uh, uh, had some good passing at Harvard. So he he brings that experience into that quarterback spot. So we have two really, I think, solid quarterbacks. And I think you're going to see both uh, coming up here on game day. What about the defense? Tell us about the other side of the ball. You know, I think uh, uh, some of the highlights of our defense probably going to be the linebackers. Uh, uh, Hayward McQueen, again, only a sophomore. Ed Jones, a junior. Both these guys had extensive playing experience. A guy who transferred in and has really solidified our linebacking core is Antoine Williams. And Antoine, you look at him on the field, he's not a big guy. He's uh, uh, probably 5'10", just under 6 feet, weighs about 200 pounds. He's from Birmingham, Alabama, uh, so he's not too far from uh, where you guys are, where he grew up. But he is actually a third-team preseason All-American. He transferred in uh, from Austin P. And when you again, when you look at Antoine, you think, "Well, you know, he's not a big guy, but you watch him play. He can really move. He's very fast. He's very physical. I think he. Uh, uh, you're going to see that that he has earned that uh, preseason All-American uh, status on the third team. Now, probably the the most interesting name on the field, Chuck 
is going to be number eight. It's Sava Leala Imatafau. And I say that very carefully. He uh, uh, was born in Hawaii, moved to Texas, played some football there before he transferred to Western Carolina. But uh, his first name is simply Va, V-A, and he wears number eight. We call him V-8 for short uh, because his last name is a, is a, is a dandy. So, But our linebacking core is really the strength of this Kevin defense. I think we're just going to call him Va. Yeah. I was looking at that on the <laughs> roster, and I think he may just be Va. During the uh, during the course of the ball game on Saturday, <laughs> hey, I want to talk about just for a minute Western Carolina University. You're in one of the most beautiful parts of the world, the Smoky Mountains. I guess it's right to say it's right on the Tennessee Carolina border. Might not be quite right, but it's pretty close. Asheville, from what I understand, is the about an hour away. Would that be accurate? Yeah, Chuck, you're exactly right. Uh, uh, we are in a beautiful part of the country. Uh, we're just, uh, like I say, uh, uh, next door to the Great Smoky Mountains uh, National Park, which is the most visited national park in the country, believe it or not. We're uh, just a few miles away from the Blue Ridge Parkway, which is a, a beautiful drive that goes uh, actually from the Cherokee Indian Reservation, which we are very close to, and goes all the way up into uh, Virginia. Uh, we, we have a lot of outdoor activities that I think draws a lot of of students to Western Carolina University with hiking, with camping, with kayaking. We have some beautiful rivers here. Uh, if you're a trout fisherman, uh, you'd be in uh, a trout heaven up here, so to speak. So, yeah, the the, the beauty, uh, just, uh, you know, it's a little cooler here, for example, than it is uh, uh, in Arkansas, even though we have had some 90-degree days this week. But it is. It's a, it's a gorgeous part of the country. Uh, you know, tourism is obviously a big part of the economy here. Uh, but Western Carolina University just keeps growing, and it's in a, it's in a place that I think is uh, uh, just, just beauty. The natural beauty is, uh, is really fantastic. By the way, the long-range forecast, Gary, calls for a high of 96 on uh, game day in Little Rock. So it is going to be a little bit toasty. Um, you know, everybody deals with a heat early on. I mean, it's an age-old question. It's an easy question, but it is going to be a little bit different. I've been in that part of the world, and I'll tell you, it's great in the summertime. And I would imagine that, as there is with Arkansas, you're going to be on field turf. Heat may very well be an issue during the game. Yeah, you know, I think it could, Chuck. Uh, uh, all this week as we uh, get ready uh, for the final few days here uh, uh, coming up to game time, we've had temperatures every day in the 90s, and you're so right about that heat coming up off the artificial turf, which the Canaanites practice on every day, even though they've tried to practice some in the morning and maybe some later in the evening. But uh, uh, But you can't avoid, I think, preparing your team for that kind of heat. I mean, we played we played at LSU, for example. We played at Auburn. We played at Alabama. Uh, so we kind of know the heat. But some of these guys, I'm not sure uh, they played in the kind of heat that we're going to see in Arkansas, even though, let me say this, a huge part of our roster is from the state of Florida. So I think that helps a little bit in getting our guys ready to play in Little Rock. You know, it's interesting that you say that about kids from Florida. Um, what's their reaction when they come to the Smoky Mountains, a small town, you know, compared to where they're from? I'm sure their thought initially kind of like Fayetteville, it's out in the middle of nowhere. 
What do they think when they get there? You know, I think there is some of that. I think, uh, uh, you know, we don't have, we, we don't even have, for example, a shopping mall. We don't have any uh, nightclub activity, even though there, uh, you know, are, are lots of uh, breweries in our little town. So uh, there really is no big city atmosphere at all. You know, I think, I think some of the kids kind of like that in the respect that, hey, they're away from all the outside noise. They're away from that influence. They can come here and they can focus on football. They can focus on uh, getting the job done in the classroom and and avoid some of that outside noise. But you're right. Uh, we're kind of in the middle of nowhere, but it's uh, uh, for, for, for guys who aren't used to that, I think it is an adjustment. Uh, but I think once they adjust, they just kind of like coming here and playing football. Well, it's obviously home for you. As we mentioned, 38 seasons it will be uh, this year behind the microphone for Western Carolina. How did it all start for uh, for you? Well, I actually grew up uh, just down the road from Callaway, North Carolina, in a little uh, uh, town called Blackson City, which is next door to the Cherokee Indian Reservation. And again, as a matter of fact, uh, half of, our, of my home county, 83%, belongs to the federal government, either on reservation land or Great Smoky Mountains National Park land. So we don't have a huge tax base. Uh, started working at a small radio station and, and uh, had an interest in college athletics. Uh, went up and talked to the folks there, did a weekly uh, football coaches show. And then uh, once they had an opening with their radio situation, uh, one of our great coaches, uh, the late Bob Waters, and a longtime sports information director, Steve White, invited me in, and uh, we've been we've been rocking and rolling ever since. A lot of people may not know this. This is the Hunter Urichek Bowl, because Hunter was <laughs> yeah. there. Was it twenty years ago? You were there, obviously. Was Hunter there twenty years ago, roughly? Uh, yeah, roughly. Uh, uh, Hunter Urichek is just a great guy. He did back in the day. He was one of those. Uh, he could do anything kind of a guy at Western Carolina University. He did everything from uh, selling advertising to uh, doing work on the PA microphone. Uh, <laughs> and he's there with Mike Kaywood, uh, two of the best people you'll ever meet, ever work around. Both guys are, are outstanding at what they do. And I think the University of Arkansas is, is very blessed to have Hunter Urichek and Mike Kaywood on staff. Mike Haywood's the media relations director for our basketball program now, but he was on the staff there at uh, Western Carolina back when Hunter was there. They both speak very highly of you, and um, Mike's already given me plenty of background on Western Carolina, <laughs> so if I'm not prepared on game day, it's, it's going to be my own fault because uh, he's certainly given me a lot of information. Gary, you're kind <laughs> to share your time with us. I look forward to uh, meeting you in person and visiting with you in Little Rock, Wish you the best on your 38th season. Again, congratulations on the Hall of Fame induction, and um, we'll see you very soon. Hey, thanks, uh, thanks, Chuck and Ty. I appreciate you guys having me on. It's always great to play uh, Southeastern Conference teams. Uh, uh, we're going to fly down Friday and then fly back right after the game on Saturday. Uh, we look forward to uh, the experience, and we look forward to renewing old acquaintances with uh, Hunter Urichek, Mike Kaywood, and you guys as well. Thank you very much.
I enjoyed that. You know, I, I've got to admit, I didn't know where Western Carolina was when I saw it on the schedule other than, hey, it's in the western part of North Carolina. I knew that much. I've been to that area. I know many have vacationed over around Asheville or maybe in the Smoky Mountains. You've been over to the Biltmore Castle and all that stuff, and it is a beautiful part of the world. And it's interesting the style of football they're going to bring to War Memorial Stadium. They're going to try to keep you on their heels. Now, you know, we didn't really delve into it a lot. They had some defensive issues last year, and they had some turnover issues last year as well. And one of the things about slinging it all over the place is you better not make mistakes or it may be going back the other way. I think Arkansas is going to have some chances for some pick sixes in this game. We'll see if it happens. Hey, I know college football begins tomorrow, and if you're one of those who likes to wager on college football, you're excited. I know you've probably downloaded the Bet Saracen app already. If you haven't, you certainly need to do so because there are all kinds of wagering opportunities out there. If you're one of those who likes to wager on your favorite team, if you're one of those who just likes to wager on the game you're watching, and I'm not just talking about the point spread. I'm talking about who's going to have the most yards, receiving, rushing, prop bets, exotic bets. If you can conceive it, they've probably got a way for you to wager on it. I think that'd be a I think that'd be a safe bet. I know there are a lot of national betting apps, but I know in Arkansas there are a lot of laws that keep them out. So if you're going to be the most informed, you really do need to download the Bet Saracen app. It is Vegas, Arkansas style. They've got a how to play video. They'll get you ready to roll with the Bet Saracen app. It is an abbreviated schedule, but But if you want to watch a little college football tomorrow, I guess the marquee matchup is the Naval Academy playing Notre Dame over in Ireland. NBC's going to have the TV for that, the Notre Dame Network. Uh, It's a 1.30 kick. The Bet Saracen app's got Notre Dame minus 20.5, so I don't know if the Navy's going to be any good this year. Vanderbilt takes on Hawaii, 6.30 tomorrow night. That's the SEC Network game. Vanderbilt's a a 17.5-point favorite in that one. I was looking to try to find something else that might be on television. The um, CBS Sports Network's got Jacksonville State at UTEP in the afternoon. FS1's got San Diego State in Ohio. The uh, soon-to-be-defunct Pac-12 Network's got USC and San Jose State. And then the CBS Sports Network at 8 o'clock tomorrow night's got La Tech and FIU. So there is football out there. Not glamour matchups. Not games, perhaps, that'll even keep you glued to the television. But if you got to have some, college football is available tomorrow. All right, things are going to begin in earnest next week. It'll be a full-blown game week for the Razorbacks. We're going to be around on Monday. We'll set the stage. Hope you have a great weekend. Until the first of the week, thanks for listening. Subscribe to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast. Go to hitthatline.com or search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to rate, review, and share. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V 
on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.